Does that make sense? Or do you uh, want to just like jump into it a little bit? No, I okay. don't. All right. Uh, well, yeah, it's cliffhanger. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a podcast where we talk about comics, movies, and television, and other things. I'm Eamon. I'm Charlene. And I guess we'll go back to introing, like, because we're kind of transitioning back to the way we used to do it with, like, a little bit more focus on a couple things. This week we're going to be talking about uh, the new Black Panther series that finally started. Mm-hmm. From Tanahisi Coates, not Todd, and <coughs> Brian Stelfreeze. Last time you accused me of calling him Todd. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's the other one? Black Magic from Image, um, written by Greg Rucka, with art by Nicholas Scott. Mm-hmm. 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 So, what do you have for general fare or geek news? Uh, I don't know. Not a lot, you know, just this, I feel like I do the same things week to week, so I don't have anything like really new this week. I mean, really getting into Gilmore Girls, Melissa McCarthy joining the cast for the new run on that that's going to be on Netflix. Yeah, I don't know. Did they just like not have a firm commitment from her or did it sound like they weren't going to be able to get her? Cause I, I know. know she's kind I really of, just read the headline. I think the most exciting thing, uh, for this week was probably the rogue one trailer that dropped. Oh yeah. So I don't know. What did you think of the trailer? Um, well, having had no information about it ahead of time, I was sort of like, what's this? But it looks fun. I like that it's uh, got a female lead. That's always fun for me. Um, I'm into Star Wars, so always exciting. So the storyline is this is as they're completing the original Death Star from Episode 4, New Hope. That group of rebels that steals the plans that allows them to destroy them the rebels to destroy the first death star. This is that story. And yeah, um, the main character looks like is pretty clear. Felicity Jones plays Jin Erso. And I don't know. I've seen a couple headlines about already enough with the, the Mary Jane, you know, female characters. It was, a uh, one of the criticisms for, um, Man, it's been a. I've seen the movie like three times this week alone. Star Wars. Uh, the main <laughs> Daisy Ridley. She plays. What's her name? Ray. Ray. I knew it started with an R. Uh, but a female character who can just do everything. Seemingly. And somebody has a problem with that. 
Yeah, I don't know if they uh, think it's going too far in the opposite direction, just kind of imbuing a character with no challenges. Or may, I don't know. It doesn't seem... No challenges? How yeah. does Ray have no challenges? She was abandoned on a desert planet with no family, doesn't know where she comes from, has to scavenge to get her meals day to day. Again, this is not me saying it. No, I know, but what kind of idiot said something like that? I don't know, lots of idiots, I guess. But Enough with the... I'm sorry, this is just, like, insulting to me. The trailer for the movie looks really good, though. It says it's a teaser trailer, but it's a it's a good two-minute trailer. And it shows a lot of really cool stuff. I mean, there's the main character but she's got this other group around her uh forrest whitaker is in the movie donnie yen who is in uh the netflix crouching tiger hidden dragon movie that i watched mm-hmm. uh he's also i guess in this Ip man trilogy that was really popular kung fu guy so he's got um he's got a role to play and Apparently brings some Kung Fu into Star Wars because he's shown, you know, uh, beating up some stormtroopers. But there's this whole scene with the AT-AT walkers or AT-ATs. I don't, I don't know which one's right, but the movie looks pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm still just focused on that last thing. I mean, like they haven't seen the movie. How do they maybe they I mean, just from one trailer, they have. Yeah, well, people make assumptions, you know, jump to conclusions. It's just so weird to me after, like, decades of the film industry being dominated by, like, male leads that now it's like, oh, well, now we have too many, like, strong female characters. I mean, what's your opinion? I mean, I don't have a problem with it. You know, I I really like the new Star Wars movie. I really liked Rey's character. And honestly, it's not really something that you see too often. So I don't know what the main complaint or who the main complainant is. I mean, I could take a, a guess, but uh, it's just it just seems like a weird thing to like be fired up about to be like, you know, is all. I'm yeah, sorry. maybe I could have. Um, I don't know, had some more information about the complaint, but again, I I don't click on every article that I scroll by a headline for, and that one seemed very uninteresting, and uninteresting in that I didn't want to read any more about it, and I just thought it was kind of foolish to um, complain about this character in a two-minute trailer. Yeah. So. Well, sorry to get all. But the uh, Dr. Strange is supposed to have a new, not a new, the first trailer is supposed to come out sometime this week or next week. So, you know, we've seen a bunch of pictures online of them running around New York in costume, but I'm excited to, to see that. And also season four of Sherlock started shooting, which I texted you about the other day because we had talked about that. Very exciting. Last week. So I wonder like what the timeline is on that. Cause you know, the seasons work like 
like three films basically, you know, yeah. as far as the length of the shows. I wonder if they film it the same way like a movie gets filmed or if it's more television production-y or sort of maybe a marriage of the two. But, like, I need that to get, like, snap, snap, moving because I want to see it. Yeah. So I wonder what the timeline is if shooting just started now when we'll uh, see those episodes drop. Yeah, you wouldn't think it would take too long. No, but then you've got to think about the – British release and then availability here after that. Yeah. So anyway, it's very that's just exciting. really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. And what else did I have? Brian came on. Do you, you know, he recently got on Twitter do you follow him on Twitter? You know, I saw that there was, I don't, what's his Twitter name tag thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's just it's, at BKV or I think it, it's something BKV something. And I was like, wait, my my life has has missed some Twitter. I do miss it, um, but I think it's because I need to like go unfollow a lot of people and like re yeah. like reassert my interest on Twitter because I just sort of got to be where I was like, mm. but well, yeah, I did see, like notice um, something came through and it said BKB and I was like, really. Yeah, well, he's an interesting follow. I mean, not everything is profound and deep on there that he has, <laughs> but, like, a lot of his stuff is kind of a view into some of the issues that creators have, I think, with the comic book industry. Uh, he has stuff on there about digital and international uh, distribution and how they almost double the profits, but somehow the creators don't see any of that money. Uh Huh. alternate or variant covers uh you know if he's asking if if artists get get paid more for those than a regular cover because their variant covers has uh, i've seen a lot of variant covers that i like but ultimately it's just you know, they're trying to get you to buy more issues right uh he also talked about that he thinks it's important about creators just openly discussing like the kind of money that they're making. Right. And I don't know. It's, it's just interesting because he has, uh, he's kind of in a not unique position, but a different position than most comic book creators. And he takes advantage of that and does a lot of creative things with, you know, his work, his panel syndicate website, where it's mm -hmm. just pay what you want to for, for the products that they're putting out. And, it's just different than what I see most people putting on Twitter, at least most of the other creators that I follow on there. So huh. I thought it was good. Uh, the Pastaways looks like it's over. And issue number nine came out last week. We've talked about it on here before. I don't, you haven't kept up with it, but I, no. I have. And it was uh, Matt Kent and Scott Collins, I think was the artist, but I, Super like Matt Kent, but I just never really like cottoned on to that. You never did what now? <laughs> cottoned on. Cottoned on. Have you never heard that term? No. <laughs> I feel like I've heard you say it. Uh, but it seems to have come to a, a conclusion with lots of death, and it was pretty good. I think if the end of the run is come, then it seems like a good way to 
and I don't think it needed to be an ongoing really, but, uh, it sounded, you know, the, the premise when it first came out really sounded like it was going to be an ongoing where they were in the past and couldn't die. And we're trying to find a way to return to their, their future, but, or their present, whatever you want to say, but it seems to be over. I don't know. It's, it was a good issue. Uh, edge of tomorrow. Live, there's die, more repeat. news about this. Interesting. Yes. There's, well, there's going to be a second one. How? With director Doug Lyman and, uh, I don't know, but I mean, it, it was a book. Like, it was yeah. a manga. Yeah. All you need is kill. One of the issues with their marketing that, you know, didn't catch on initially and really found its footing after quite a while. And once it made its way to home video, well, one of the things that people talk about frequently with it is the, just the branding of it and how they changed the name when it went to, or added to the name of the movie when it went to home video and, and all that. But yeah, they're going to do a, they're going to do a second one. I'm not sure what it's, premise will be but they have writers they have the director coming back and tom cruise and emily blunt they'll all be I there love emily so. blunt. i'll watch just about anything she's in so yeah yeah the only other thing i had for this for the intro mm-hmm. is the hunger games we watched the mocking jay part two finally we did i just was underwhelmed yeah Maybe because we waited so long, so long to see it. I mean, like when the first one came out, I had just read the book like three times in the, the series. And it was like all very like urgent. I had this like real like sense of um, excitement for it. And now it's just like, oh, here's a movie. And I already know what's going to happen. And yeah, it's fine. It's funny you say you already know what's going to happen because I also read the books, but it was a very long time ago. Not only just in relation to when we watched this last movie, but all the movies we read all the books before we went to see. Wasn't it? I mean, they were all out before they even made the first movie. I don't know. I don't think so. Not I don't the know last if the one. The third one was out before the. But as we were watching it, things would happen, and I'd be like, "Did that happen in the book?" Is that, is that the way that happened in the book? And you really just look at me and say, yeah, that's, that happened. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I thought, I thought the movie was well executed, I guess. Yeah, it was fine. Like it yeah. was. But it's, it's kind of over. I feel like maybe at this point, if I hadn't read all the books so long ago and just, or if I had seen it right when it came out, it would have been like a different thing. But. I mean, like, I don't have a complaint about it, except for I just didn't have that, like, super emotion about it while watching it. So, But at least we're done with them. We finally watched it. (laughs) Uh, So you want to get into Black Panther? Yeah. Which I thought was uh, a pretty good... Yeah, issue for- I think it was really good, and especially from a writer who's never done comics before. Yeah, it it feels very much like a good beginning for a comics story. I don't have like any except for the very 
barest of knowledge about any Black Panther background. Um, so I'm on board. Totally into it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting just because of who the writer is and where he comes from. And it's his first series. Just. Yeah. I mean, he's a journalist. Right. It's. And you can see, I think, because it, I mean, it's a, obviously it's a superhero book, but even just this first issue, which I think was maybe a little longer than a regular issue. Uh, I'm not sure if it was like that kind of 20, 22 pages. If it was, they, they fit a lot of stuff in there while interestingly also the plot seemed to unfold really slowly and it seemed like there was a ton of stuff packed in there, but it yeah. didn't seem overwhelming, overwhelming yeah, or, or, too. or too wordy or anything. Uh, or, but yeah, there's definitely like a lot of cultural and nationalistic kind of themes running through there that, and not running through, but like front and center that you, you wouldn't necessarily expect from, I guess, just your typical superhero book to me anyway. And I think that just comes from who's, you know, writing it, obviously. Uh, and I mean, we talked about a little bit when we were looking forward to the release of the issue, just some of the stuff that the author or the writer had said was going to be in it, the themes of just this Wakanda as the most technologically advanced society on the earth, but also kind of rooted in tradition. And they have this, the Black Panther, you know, Chala is their king monarch and how that, how those two things can coexist or if they can. Right. I think that that's interesting. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I thought the art was really good. I thought it fit the story really well. Me too. It's got there's something like really clear and crisp about it. Yeah. Um, the Black Panther costume we haven't seen obviously too many of them, but I saw an article where the Brian Stelfreeze talked about you know keeping his costume simple, really plain, while still kind of. I mean, it's a. I'm, I'm not sure if it's made of like vibranium. It must I'm be, pretty sure it but it's is some sort of like very um, advanced something because right. it like does what Iron Man's suit does, where it's like, you know, I'm just gonna be like, right? It just and <laughs> just builds itself around it. Like, I know you love when I do these yeah. effects. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's very. Uh, I don't know. I thought it looked even more kind of feline than than other not that it's ever not looked like a panther a panther but just something about the way he draws the the shape of the head and the ears um but i thought it was pretty cool and i don't know i mean there's a lot of characters are introduced to it the black panther chala he's actually not in a ton of it i'd say maybe even less than half of the book um but it basically picks up right at the beginning of sort of this revolution or I don't know if it's a revolution, but well, there's certainly people trying to incite a revolution, uh, in the border regions and throughout the Wakandan kingdom. But 
there's definitely unrest, we'll say, I guess. And the story, ostensibly, is going to be how he's going to deal with that and deal with, I guess, his sister who supposedly died, but not really sure what's going on with with her and what his plan is uh, as it relates to his family. But there's also the Dora and Anika. Annika, I don't know. <laughs> it's tough to uh, just guess at how to how they would pronounce these names. For right in a fictional country where there's mm-hmm. a language that's yeah yeah. And the Black Panther is kind of surrogate mother. I don't. Well, one of his father's wives who did help raise him. So his mother is actually. It was like a little. Now that we're listing people, we I can also the the meta human that kind of incites the violence in that first uh, scene. She's also uh, they had her name in there, Zenzi. Yeah, well, he pulls up her information on that that screen, and it says meta human right oh, there. So, okay. which is a common uh, term. I was I got excited when I heard them refer to other metahumans in the Batman v Superman movie too. Cause I was like, that's what they call them on the DC TV shows. <laughs> but, uh, lots of women, lots of women characters in the, yeah. As far as they're like warriors and leaders and yeah, that, the, the, the duo Dora and Annika, we'll just say she was like the warrior soldier leader of, you know, Chala's army or whatever that, but she's been put on trial and awaiting death, whatever. You really just, I guess reading the book is probably the best way to get all this information. I'm going to say, yeah, but I don't know. I, I thought it was a really strong first issue. I'm excited to read, to read more of it. And I guess his, his run right now is supposed to be 11 issues, which Seems like an odd number, but I mean, it's definitely well, an odd it's number. definitely an odd number. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. Did you have anything else for Black Panther? Not really. I mean, especially because I don't have any Black Panther reading history at all. Or, you know, I mean, there's not a lot as far as like television cartoons or anything. Um, I'm, no. I'm just like super excited about it. I'm super excited about having this author who clearly has a vision for where he wants this story to go. And it seems like it's already on a good path as far as just really good storing storytelling. So, um, yeah, super excited. Super. super Yeah. The most I'd seen black Panther in, any comic book really probably was the secret war stuff that just ended the yeah, summer. And I, me I mean, I liked him in that. I thought, me too, and, but there was a lot of stuff where I was like, okay, I don't really know what he's talking about here. I don't know what their history, like what their beef is with each other. These two. Yeah. Or, no, like it, I just was, you know, I mean, so many characters in secret wars where I was like, mm, no background knowledge at yeah. all. <laughs> just going to go with it. Yeah. They, that little, uh, intro, page in the front of black panther really mm-hmm. helped to set up the story right. quickly which was nice because 
uh, like would have been said, lost. Yeah. I mean, there was, that was like probably one of the most fun things about Secret Wars was the Black Panther and the, all the, the zombie horde. And the, yeah. yeah. So that was, anyway, um, don't want to digress, but yeah. we can move well, on. Yeah. I'm, uh, Black Panther is one of the many things I'm excited for Civil War to come out in yes, May. Yes, me too. You know, I mean, we went by the theater today, yesterday, and saw the poster, and it's May 6th that it comes out. It didn't really register at the time, but May 6th is pretty close. Yeah, it's like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's very exciting. And that'll probably do it for Black Panther. But we were also going to talk about Black Magic. Right. Which... It's our very noir podcast. <laughs> it <laughs> recently maybe three or four weeks ago, wrapped up its first arc. And we're going to talk about it now because you just caught up on a ton of comic books. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm still week. working on more, but yeah. Yeah. But this was one of those uh, series that you were consistently trying to get around to and finally did. And yeah, and so, I really like it. I think yeah. it reminded me how much I just really like a good detective story. Yeah, it's very procedural. Yeah. In its in its nature as far as how the story plays out. And then there's the added fun of like magical fantastical elements. Yeah, the first issue does a really good job of just introducing both worlds, the main character Rowan Black is a witch who is also a detective and Portsmouth, Maine or you know, I don't know, but it is Portsmouth. There's yeah. a lot of Portsmouths. Yeah, so. there are. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really like think about which state it was. Yeah. But I the, just, I mean, there's a Portsmouth, New Hampshire too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there might be other Portsmouths. The, the first issue opens with this, you know, convent of witches covenant it's a circle. Con- convent is nuns. No, what is the word? Coven. Coven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're out in the woods doing whatever they do. I don't know if you call Some it a seance or ritual. Yeah. And then her phone starts going off. Which I think is hilarious how they're like having the little, the side discussion where they're like, now we have to start over. She's like, well, I gotta go. I thought that was great. I thought that was, cause you know, um, this is like sort of an ancient practice in, in real life. Like people do this and people, um, you know, celebrate this tradition in, do these practices, which I know nothing about except for that it exists, even though grew up next to Salem. So anyway, but, um, but you know, the world and technology, it, it's the world that we live in. You can't just, so I liked that, you know, bringing those two worlds together in that way yeah. was really fun and exciting for me to read. I was like, Oh, that's, that's fun and exciting. Yeah. You know, right. the two words that I just said <laughs> before. I mean, why mix it up when right. those two words yeah. clearly got the message across? <laughs> um, so when she leaves that ritual, it's to go to the hostage situation, which was a big part of the preview in yeah. the, um, whichever, it was maybe at the end of a Lazarus issue. 
I don't remember where we saw the preview, but uh, a big part yeah, of I that. Yeah, I think Lazarus, because yeah, Greg Rucco writes Lazarus. Sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But the scene was obviously more expansive and went on to its conclusion. And then the story starts to play out a little more in the second issue where they find this body uh, and she's making connections. Right. The body mm-hmm. is missing its left hand and was that person was killed by a hanging of some kind. It seems so it seems like they're trying to make this hand of glory or did right. Or did whoever Whatever is. That is, well, I, I Googled it and it's usually the left hand of a murderer who was, you know, killed by some kind of hanging and they make a candle out of the fat from that person and put it in the hand and burn it. And anybody who's presented with the hand is frozen. Like they just are unable to move. Not really sure what the significance is for this story or why that's even a thing in general, but uh, that's what Wikipedia told me. Oh, well, that's a lot of work to go through to freeze someone when you could just... Roofie them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but not that I would ever... Let's talk about... Suggestion. You want to move on to talking about some of the art stuff that's interesting? Yeah. Okay. So, do you want to go first? Because I have some stuff to no, say. No, go ahead. I, I have here that I wanted to wanted to talk about the art. (laughs) Well, for the most part, I really liked the pencils. I mean, there's not a, the the book is black and white. Um, but there was like, occasionally there'd be a panel where I was just like, this just looks weird and off to me. I'm not sure why it's, I mean, maybe because it's got like a really realistic feel and I don't know, maybe like some panels were just, different amount of time was to, I don't know what, like, I can't really point it out. Some of them, I was just like, you know, like, Oh, I don't know about this one. And then other ones, it just felt like a natural part of the book. Did you get any of that? Did you feel any of that? Like, how do you feel about the, the like actual pencils? I don't know. I I mean, I, you'd, you'd have to point out to me what you were talking about in one of the books. Cause I'm not really sure what exactly you're referencing, but I did like it. It's to do something so different with the art in a comic book than what you're used to looking at. It takes a little while to get used to. Yeah. And I think maybe that's it, but I mean, overall I thought it was good. No. Yeah. It looks great. Do you think it's, is it just cause it, it looks like pencils and shading, but it also kind of looks like black and white, you know? Yeah. It's not I don't know if I'd say watercolor, but different uses of of ink yeah. in, in that kind of way. And then they also have these splashes of color. Which and very always indicate some sort of magic. magic yeah. Yeah. Which, which is I cool. Really, I really like. Yeah. Um, but, and it is, like you said, very realistic kind of character. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it's just some of the outlining, because there's a lot of, like, the heart, like... It's very soft, realistic pencils, and then some things will just be very hard outlined. For I wonder if sometimes I my brain just doesn't like the choice of what 
has the hard outline. Yeah. Um, I also think her partner, Rowan's partner, is like, Morgan. huh? Morgan. Yeah. Kind of one dimensional. Uh, no, as far as his personality is great, I just think he looks. He's just not what I, I. He's clearly supposed to look like a very attractive guy. He's got the chin dimple and the like strong jaw, and he wears the Irish cable knit sweater and with the turtleneck, and he's muscly and tall. And I don't know, supposed like I don't know, maybe overly like an ideal specimen. I just don't like that look. Like he just is kind of like ew to me like not, <laughs> okay. i guess not my type <laughs> but... oh. <laughs> i'm not sure if that's a valid criticism of... <laughs> no not a, no i mean like he's drawn very well and consistently drawn i'm just saying like if he's supposed to be this <laughs> okay. attractive guy he's not for me that's all noted so yeah there's her her partner morgan and I think some of the best scenes in the books are with the coven leader. Um, what was her name? Alex, the mm-hmm. uh, the blonde. Like, there's a lot of really good scenes where she's either interacting with Rowan or I don't know, like where she goes to her house and she's like, "You haven't set your your wards on the house, or and right. you know, don't go to sleep until you do." She says that she's leaving, so mm-hmm. they. I mean, that's up. one of my favorite. I I would say all of my favorite scenes include her. Yeah, and I thought it was. You know, there's this very big happening uh, battle. Basically, right. there's a basically, large battle. Most of issue five is this battle fight. between Alex and. Some Someone kind of who spirit. looks just exactly like right. her, um, but evil. And I mean, that's just really great. And then how it, I don't want to give anything away. So, you know, what, what's actually happening and how it's happening is just really, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I see. Um, it's just really the best. Yeah. I really liked the way they wrapped up the arc. I mean, it's going in. Um, a very clear, not very clear. It's clearly building on a story that will continue into the next arc. And it doesn't feel like anything's concluded or settled by the end of the arc. But the last issue is, I thought, really great. And that whole fight scene and the way it plays out with Rowan coming into it. Uh, I, I don't know. I thought it was was really well done and I really enjoyed, you know, this, the whole first arc. I wasn't sure based on the preview and then even the first issue, I was like, well, that was pretty good. Um, but I wasn't a hundred percent sold on it, but you know, Greg Rucka willing to give, uh, you know, I really liked it because it really is like a good detective story. Yeah. I love that stuff. So, It was, uh, it was great. It was fun. Smart. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it too. So I don't know. Did you have anything else for black magic? Um, no, except for that. Like I noticed the lettering and a lot of times I don't. Um, yeah, well they do a lot of, I mean, and it's clearly hand lettered, which is great, but yeah. like, it's just, they also do a lot of creative things with the lettering. Right. 
which I don't know. I just, I thought, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we didn't even touch on, like some other organization of. Oh, the hammer. You're you're not really sure if, no, not even the hammer. Like, I mean, there is that whole storyline with the lighter and that's what kind of brings on that massive fight in, in issue five. But the organization that with the German guy or the, that's the hammer. It's really unclear what their motivation is and what their part in the story is going to be. You think so? I felt I like so. it was very clear. I mean, like, they exist to, like, get rid of witches and, like, you know, especially mm. anyone who might be, like, a threat. That's what I thought uh, originally, like, when they first showed up in the third or fourth issue. But by the time that their their guy there had made it to the states and he was reporting back to the to the headquarters or his boss whoever it was uh well he's there my impression was just a little different no i mean he's there and he's supposed to just be investigating and looking into some you know um but you think he's a threat to the witches right yeah i'm not sure but, uh, well, I am, I suppose <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, we can move on though. Well, I mean, that'll probably wrap up the episode unless you have something else. Well, I'm, I mean, dark Knight three master race finally moved on to that. I don't really want to talk about it too much cause I'd rather wait until it reaches its, you know, conclusion. But, um, there's just did. some things that I did not understand about it it's definitely a different world yeah well i mean i guess my biggest thing is all this stuff with lara it seems very unwarranted like where i feel like that that's not developed enough for me to understand her reaction to some of the stuff that happens but i'd rather i guess we can wait on that right to discuss does that make sense (laughs) Or do you want to just, like, jump into it a little bit? No, I don't. All right. Uh, Yeah, it's... Cliffhanger. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that cliffhanger from Between the Lions, that TV show? No. Oh, my gosh. So, I guess I spent a lot more time watching children's television with them when they were younger than you did. Yeah. Which makes sense. Um, So, that'll probably... Wrap it up. We'll just end it on a cliffhanger, just like uh, any other good story. Cliffhanger hanging from a cliff. <laughs> I will not sing it, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find us on our website, geektrue.com. You can download episodes there or check out our blogs. Uh, we're also at Geektrue on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And... Really, the best thing to do is probably subscribe via iTunes or some other podcast app. Leave a rating and review, if you would. And uh, did I miss anything? Mm -mm. That'll probably just about do it. So, it was fun. It was smart. We liked it. And that's why he's called Cliffhanger.